listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 16th of March. We start with breaking news from overseas this morning and a dramatic escalation in the war in Ukraine overnight, with the capital city of Kiev now in lockdown after Russia launched fresh attacks. Several multi-storey buildings in the capital have been hit by artillery strikes with a rising number of casualties, with at least three million Ukrainians now fleeing the war zone. Yesterday, shelling ignited a Massive fire in a 15-storey apartment building, sparking a frantic rescue to save residents. Ukraine's president is now calling on the West to enforce more sanctions on Russia. Vladimir Zelensky says more needs to be done to stop the war from spreading. We can still stop Russian war machine. We can stop, uh, still stop the killing of people. And it will be easier to do it together, stopping the destruction of the democracy and stop it now on our land, because else they will also come to you. That translation, thanks to Sky News UK. Meantime, the Russian producer who held up a sign protesting the war on Russian TV has been fined $380. There were concerns she had gone missing after her live television stunt, but a photo has since surfaced of her with her lawyer after reportedly being questioned by Russian authorities for more than 14 hours. The Ukrainian president has praised the producer's bravery. And concerns are growing over China's role in the ongoing war in Ukraine. The US has warned allies that if China is willing to supply arms to Moscow for its war, it would trigger serious consequences. Our Finance Minister Simon Birmingham has flagged Australia could follow suit. China has been widely criticised for not condemning Russia's actions in Ukraine, but Beijing has denied US reports that Russia has asked them for support. Here is US National Secretary Advisor Jake Sullivan on Channel 9. We are communicating directly, privately to Beijing that there will absolutely be consequences for uh, large-scale sanctions, evasion efforts, or support uh, to Russia to backfill them. We will not allow that to go forward. Meantime, the Chinese military has published a video claiming an Australian surveillance aircraft was spotted flying in a, quote, malicious and unprofessional manner close to their warships. Australian government officials have raised concerns over the authenticity of the video. In other news this Wednesday morning, COVID cases are spiking across many parts of Australia as authorities are on alert over a new sub-strain. The Omicron BA2 sub-variant is reportedly up to seven times more infectious than the original strain of COVID. Health experts are now urging eligible Australians to get their third vaccine as soon as possible, with some even pushing for a return of some restrictions, including masks in all indoor settings. Epidemiologist Professor Catherine Bennett has told Channel 10 a fourth vaccine may be needed to combat the new variant. So what's really changed here is the virus, unfortunately. These vaccines stack up really well against the original variants and we're doing okay even against Delta with a booster, but it's the shift, this genetic shift in these latest variants, the subvariants of Omicron, that just mean the vaccine isn't as good a fit. 
To Sydney now, and police are hunting for a person seen near a Newtown boarding house in the moments before it went up in flames. The bodies of three people have been discovered inside the burnt-out building after the ferocious fire, which broke out in the early hours of yesterday morning. One person remains unaccounted for, with a man aged in his 80s now in a critical condition in hospital. Detectives are treating the deadly fire as murder, revealing they have found an accelerant at the scene. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to South Australia and it could be set for a change of government at Saturday's state election. A new poll has put the state's Labor opposition comfortably ahead in the final days of the election campaign. While there's still a chance of a hung parliament, our reporter Sean Maynard says the figures are pointing towards a new Premier. Yeah, that's right, Tash. What was believed to be a tight race for government here in SA this weekend might turn out to be a one-sided affair if this latest poll numbers are anything to go by. YouGov has given Labor a 56 to 44% lead over the Liberal government of Stephen Marshall, two-party preferred. Now, that's the sort of swing that could see as many as five or six seats change hands on Saturday. If the swing is reflected in key marginal seats like Adelaide, as well as Newland and King and the northeastern suburbs and elder in the inner south. Now, Stephen Marshall's satisfaction levels as Premier remain pretty high at 46%. That's been overshadowed by Malinowski's figure of 51. He's also the preferred man to lead the state. Perhaps more worryingly, though, for the Libs, their primary vote is slubbed to 33%, meaning the support they accumulated during the pandemic appears to have dropped off since the borders reopened and cases have surged. Health and hospitals were rated the most important election issue ahead of cost of living and the economy. Just 8% of voters felt the pandemic was the most important. Over to WA and the father of two children killed in a horrific car fire in Perth South is now flying back home from the US. The vehicle was found alight at a local beach car park with witnesses describing the scene as shocking. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has the details. Yeah, that's right, Tash. Police say the involvement of a third party is very unlikely after Monday's horrific car fire in Perth South. The vehicle was found alight at the Coogee car park with police and firefighters called to the scene. It's been confirmed two children aged 8 and 10 and a woman in her 40s died in the blaze and police believe it was started by someone who perished in the fire. The father of the children left on Sunday to visit extended family overseas before finding out the horrific news upon his arrival. Detective Inspector Quentin Flatman says they had to make the call no officer ever wants to make. Very sadly, the the father departed Perth on a planned scheduled trip to see other extended family overseas. Um, We had uh, some difficulties in contacting him um, and uh, one of uh, the officers from the Homicide Squad had the unfortunate task of advising him overseas via telephone of what had occurred. He's said to arrive back in Perth today. Now for the latest in business and finance news. We're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. Now, we know the cost of so many everyday items, including petrol and groceries, are skyrocketing. But there is some good news. We love good news with the cost of some items starting to fall. You're absolutely right. The pressure is there at the checkouts. And it's probably only going to get worse before it gets better. But there isn't all bad news. When it does come to saving at the checkout, it really now does come down to what are you putting in your basket? And are you actually willing 
willing to switch to a cheaper alternative. Now, we know dairy and milk meat prices um, have been increasing, but the cost of fresh produce has been coming down. And in fact, data from shopping comparison app Frugal shows that there are actually quite a few items that have seen a price drop over the past 12 months at both Coles and Woolies. So when I asked them to you know, show me these numbers, basically they came back with things like, you know, Pink Lady Apples. They're down 40 to 45% when you look at March prices this year versus last year. Avocados, who would have thought they would be, you know, affordable <laughs> to buy? 25, 40% drop. Lebanese cucumbers are down about 12 to 20%. Green beans about 6 to 10%. Now, when you look at meat, like I said, that's gone up or going up and things are going to get worse before they get better. But cheap cuts like, your, you know, your blade roast, they're down about 23%. And in the pantry, the only thing I could find was peanut butter. Um, and this was a specific brand down 11%. They're noticing more members are spending time on price comparison apps, scanning, you know, expensive products, looking for alternatives. Um, and it can only get worse too for homeowners because remember what's happening in the background, interest rate rise in the likely near future, that's going to hit your household budget as well. So it's really important if you're not on a good deal, get on one because the cheapest rate is one7 the average is 2.99 on a 500,000 mortgage. That can save you 300 odd bucks a month and that can go back into your grocery shop. Great tips as always. Thanks so much, Effie. Sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett. Good morning. The Aussie women's side is powering on at the World Cup as the men's side close in on victory against Pakistan. Good morning, Tashia. Let's start over in New Zealand. The women's side, as you said, four from four now to start the one day World Cup. They beat the West Indies by seven wickets yesterday. Elise Perry chalking up another player of the match award and says their focus now turns to India this weekend. Yeah, the dimensions of, of Auckland are quite unique. Um, you know, it's also a drop in wicket, so it might be quite different to the conditions that we've faced here, but I suppose we've sort of moved around a little bit already in this tournament. In Karachi, Pakistan's batsman dug in last night to push the second test to a fifth day. The home side resuming this afternoon at two for 192, trailing by 314. Captain Baba Azam unbeaten on 102. Australian assistant coach Michael Divinuto says uh, it was a long day in the field. Yeah, absolutely. We're um, still in a position to, to win this test match. The day was a tough day, there's no doubt about that. Um, Pakistan played very, very well. Well, you know, as we should expect too. So we need eight wickets. Big day coming up for Australia. Okay, and also in the AFL, it returns tonight. And what sort of crowds are expected across round one this weekend, Brett? Yeah, the footy's back and it's back in Melbourne as well. They'll get to north of 60,000 tonight at the MCG, I reckon, for the grand final rematch, the Demons against the Dogs. And then tomorrow night, we've got the Tigers and Blues who have opened the season every year since 2013. But this year, they play uh, on Thursday night. And now the Bulldogs have ended up picking Lockie Hunter. There was some talk that he would be dropped. Uh, still several changes to both of last year's grand final sides. Ed Richards, Latham Vandermeer in the Bulldogs lineup. Uh, Jaden Hunt is back for the Demons and uh, was listening to Lee Montagna on Triple M. He believes that uh, the Premiers, Melbourne, look like the more stable lineup, Tash. But a big weekend coming up in the AFL. To the NRL now, Brett, and the team sheets are out and the Storm gets a big gun back this weekend. 
Absolutely. Cam Munster returns from suspension after, of course, his role in the white substance scandal. Uh, thought his career might be over in Melbourne and uh, could have been forced out, but uh, he's still at the Melbourne Storm and believes he's matured during the off-season. Uh, look, I'd like to say I have. Obviously, it showed in my trials that I was really trying to get on the ball as much as I could. Um, I guess I can do that when I'm a lot fitter than I was last year. The Eels have lost Ryan Madison and Sean Russell to injury against the Sharks. They've named an unchanged 17 despite losing to the Raiders in round one. And uh, Kevin Walters has moved his son Billy to the bench. Adam Reynolds and Albert Kelly, the halves pairing against the Bulldogs, and they've named former Bronco Tavita Pangai, Tash. Big weekend is back. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. And a group of Queensland volunteers calling themselves the Snag Army has taken on the challenge of feeding more than 1,000 residents across northern New South Wales who've lost everything in the recent floods. What started as a simple request for a barbecue on Facebook saw organiser David Laws get hundreds of offers for help. Well, as soon as I did that, the damn thing went viral. I was offered a coach, um, all of this food, all these people came out from nowhere, and all of a sudden I had 37 people join us yesterday to uh, go down and create a difference in these beautiful people's lives. So good. And David's told Channel 7 the generosity of strangers has helped feed more than 1,000 people. Well done. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.